Sex and happiness both enrich our lives, yet it's surprising how few people can honestly say that they enjoy regular and fulfilling sex or describe themselves and their lives as happy. Host Lori Handlers helps you to experience real intimacy and happiness. You'll laugh a little, learn a little, and we hope put a smile on your face and a smile in your life. Now here's Lori. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and you're listening to Sex and Happiness, a show about your sex and your happiness. And today, I have an incredible show, and it's one that I've already told you about. I've already announced it before in a couple of shows because I was really waiting for this guest to come on. And this show is going to be about uh, there is love and life after prostate cancer. So my guest today is Nancy Audette. And she and her husband, Dave, are prostate cancer survivors, and they're still loving life. And that's really important because a lot of people feel like their life goes away or is going to go away if their partner or, or if they're the one that, that has uh, prostate cancer. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, before we, I get Nancy on, I want to tell you that I'm going to make a medical disclaimer here. Um, Nancy is not a medical professional. She's not in the medical industry. Her experience Mm -hmm. is not intended for the purpose of providing medical advice. All information, content, and material is for informational purposes only and not intended to serve as a substitute for consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider. Mm -hmm. So that said... Uh, I want to I want to invite Nancy to join me on this show. Nancy, please know that I'm thrilled to have you on Sex and Happiness, and and this show with you is long awaited. Hi, Lori. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's wonderful. We met I don't know three years ago, four years ago. We, we met we met quite a while ago in Phoenix, Arizona. Yes, and and then you told me about your husband's situ your husband Dave's situation, and um. And here you are today now speaking about it. So can you tell me the buildup? Like how did this, you know, you were going along in your life and then all of a sudden what happened so that people know what the symptoms are or whatever? Well, we were newly married. Um, And this is a very emotional topic for me, but we were newly married and he was all of a sudden diagnosed with prostate cancer. And I thought, oh my gosh, our life is going to end. I was out of town on business. And so I couldn't even be at home here with him, which was probably a good thing since I cried myself to sleep every night. Ever all the research I did on the internet, nothing was positive about prostate cancer. It was basically, your sex life is over, your your life is over. And people don't realize it's not a man's disease or a man's cancer. It's a couple's cancer. Yes. And they also, we don't realize men don't talk. If you think about all the female celebrities out there that have come out with breast cancer or, or proactively had their breasts removed because they have the BRCA1 gene, there's a lot of them out there. But you don't know of almost any celebrity men that have come out and said, I have prostate cancer. Because with prostate cancer, the thought is it takes away their manhood and it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to. Um, 
but in the beginning I did, we didn't know. I mean, I thought we'll, we'll never have sex again. Life is going to be different. Well, life is different, but life is great. It's a different yeah. journey, but it's, it's awesome. So can we went I just to ask you, can I ask you how long ago was this? Seven years. Seven years and ago. He's now seven years cancer free. Yes. Okay. That's good. Congratulations on that. Oh, every year it's a blessing. So yeah. once we found out, but he had it. But he, what were this? That's what I want to know. Like, well, because let's, let's no assume, symptoms. listen, let's assume that people mm -hmm. on my show who are listening to my show don't know what the symptoms are. So let's just start at square one. Okay. How did, well, how did you discover that Dave had prostate cancer? He did um, testosterone pellets to help him with his testosterone levels because they were low. And mm -hmm. while testosterone does not cause can uh, prostate cancer, it can make the P their PSA elevate. And so he was very good about having his PSA tested um, with the blood test and the, the finger test. And they, um, so his PSA went up. So that warranted a biopsy. And the biopsy showed he had prostate cancer in one of, I think, 14 biopsies that they did. Um, but there weren't, he had no symptoms. Men don't know that they have prostate cancer unless they're at stage four and, and dying of it. Um, but, be, but the surgeon said that the uh, testosterone pellets, which are little tiny, almost like grains of, or pieces of rice that get implanted in your, in underneath the skin yes. and, and, you know, distribute out the hormones. He called him his guardian angel because it allowed the PSA to elevate a little bit. It warranted the investigation. So um, that's how we found it so early. And so, that was actually a good thing. So, I yeah, that's a great thing. I have another couple of questions. One huh? is, what was Dave's age at the time? Okay, I got to think backwards now. Seven, 60. <laughs> he was 60 at the time. Uh -huh. Okay. Because yeah. I usually tell men, I mean, men who come to see me, you know, for sessions, mm -hmm. I usually tell them to, at about 50, they need to get their testosterone levels uh, checked. checked. Right. Uh, so how long had he been on the testosterone pellet? I want to say he was on the pellets for three or four years, I think. <laughs> it, I'm, I'm trying to remember now. I think it was about that. Yeah. Okay. And, but here's the key thing is men are, you know, especially they should at, at age 50, like you said, get their T level, testosterone levels checked, but they need to also have their PSA checked. Right. And, and here's something interesting that the doctors don't tell men. Riding a bicycle, ejaculation, taking a long ride in a plane, sitting in all day meetings can artificially elevate the PSA. So if you're going to do the blood test for PSA, you should a man should not ejaculate or try or ride a bicycle or do anything that's putting pressure on the P, on the prostate before the test before the blood test. Yes, for 48 hours. Because oh, that is very unknown. That is it is unknown, and it's and we didn't know it. And he had his PSA tested, and it had, was elevated. And then the doctor said, "Well, I want to do a recheck in a couple of weeks, but don't." don't ejaculate or do any of these things prior to the test. And he didn't, and it came down, this is before the cancer, and it came back down to normal. So I know, I don't know why doctors don't, don't tell men that. But anyway, so we had, that, many of the doctors are men and because men yeah. don't talk. That's exactly. 
said that earlier in the show. Oh, I know. And men do not talk. <laughs> I had a I had a very famous doctor on my show, who uh, who wrote a book to men's health, and he would uh, he would agree with everything that you've said so far. Oh, good. So yeah, I'm trying to think. I'll think of his name probably before the end of the show. Good. So okay, so then you went. Oh, so then he had to get these biopsies done. Right. Because his, his PSA was high. Mm-hmm. And you said he had 14 biopsies? Yep. They take 14 little cores out of the prostate and they found cancer in one. But the good news is the cancer was contained within that, in that uh, core. So it wasn't like they had a core and it looked like it went out the edges. It was all contained. So, um, he, we had options. We could do radiation. We could do what they call the wait and see, um, or we could do the surgery. Dave's first wife passed away from breast and ovarian cancer and she fought it for 11 years. He didn't want to have cancer in him. That wasn't even, even a thought. He wanted it out. Right. So I understand. We, we chose the surgery and, um, it was, I was terrified. I'll tell you one of the worst days of my life was the last time, it was the day before surgery when we made love because it would be the last time that we made love when it was normal. Mm. And right, just, take, just let's, let's everybody take a breath on that. <sighs> okay. Yeah. I'm imagining being you and my heart is in my throat. And it happens to so many couples because with men, it's not really if they're going to get prostate cancer. It's more of a matter of when. Mm. And uh, it may not be what ultimately kills them, but it, prostate cancer is in, as men age, almost every man. Um, and I'll, I, but what's funny is I remember that day and it was like, okay, it was just normal. And then it was over. It was just like, I got through it. You know, yeah, and want, then, this is where we're going to take a break. Okay. Then we, yeah. Then we're going to come back. And we're going to find out like what happened. He went to the surgery and then what happened and then what happened and then what happened. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Nancy, thank you. And, uh, everyone, we're going to be taking a break here on sex and happiness and we're going to come back and find out then what happened. We're up to, we're at the edge of our seats with, <laughs> they made love before the surgery and then we're going to find out what happened after because Nancy's on this show to let you know that there's a lot of hope. So we're coming right back. Stay tuned. Did you ever stop to think that love is your birthright? That you don't need to earn it or prove it. You just need to live it. I'm personally inviting you to the path of true love, power, and freedom. If you're ready to enliven your soul through conscious sexuality and dive deeply into profound ritual that frees your heart, I'm inviting you to join us for the spiritual sexual shamanic experience. This is better known to most of you as the ISTA Level 1 training. I am regularly leading these courses along with a team of accomplished facilitators all around the world. As a matter of fact, these trainings have taken place in 34 countries. For information on when I'm leading, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com. Or for a full schedule, you can go to SchoolofTempleArts.org. Please consider this invitation seriously because love and freedom are your natural state of being. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? 
attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle. Doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handlers, only nineteen ninety nine paperback and fourteen ninety nine ebook. Order your copy today by going to butterflyworkshops.com. That's butterflyworkshops.com. For your copy of Sex and Happiness. My question for people right now is if you're a woman who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts and is created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about 10 minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So, I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So, if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want... Please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness Show. We are back with Sex and Happiness, and today I'm interviewing Nancy Audette. Nancy and Dave are a couple who have survived prostate cancer and are still madly in love and still have a sex life. And we're going to find out about that because you all need to know that. So Nancy, okay. So you brought us up to the day before the surgery, then what happened? Well, we got actually, this is kind of funny before the surgery, he had to do a prep, which included, you know, one of those little fleet enemas. And so I wrote him a love note. I taped it to the wall in front of the toilet and I wrapped (laughs) And I wrapped the en- the fleet enema in ribbons and gave it and, and wrapped it up and gave it to him as a gift. And at the end of my love note, I said, "I hope everything comes out okay." Literally, figuratively, <laughs> we have a pretty wise, you know, ass sense of humor. But anyway, so we got through the surgery and it was all good news. The doctor got you know all the prostate out. Um, it didn't appear to have gone to the lymph nodes. So, of course, you have to wait for the biopsies and everything. But ultimately, the surgery worked great. However, let me backtrack a little bit. The minute he found out he had the cancer, the surgeon had him 
learning how to do Kegel exercises because those are very important to, to control leaking. Leaking is a major problem for men after prostate surgery. Um, so he religiously did Kegel exercises, which is basically squeezing for a man his butt muscles and to tighten up so he can control the flow of urine and, and not leak. They also put him on daily Cialis because you need to keep blood flow going to the penis. Once he has a surgery, there's no nighttime blood flow going to a, through the penis. When men wake up with an erection, that's not for fun necessarily. It's be, helping keep the penis alive. And the corpus never knows some. I just want to backtrack for a second and uh -huh. say, anybody who's listening to this show, who's been a student of mine, is already a religious Kegel oh, good. exercising being. Because I always say, if you're going to breathe, you might as well breathe and squeeze. You, right. have, you have to keep those, the bottom of your body fit and healthy, and those muscles have to be active, not only for your prostate, but for everybody, because that's what keeps your posture upright. Right. And there's a gal in town who's actually a pelvic floor physical therapist. Mm. And I, Dave went to her, and so did another man that we know that had prostate cancer. And she teaches them how to correctly do Kegels because if you don't do them correctly, then you can get muscle um, exhaustion and okay. then they don't, they don't do any good. Um, so, so we did the Kegels. He Wait, did the her name is, what's uh, her name? Uh, Tara Sullivan. Tara Sullivan. And she's in the Scottsdale, Phoenix area. Scottsdale. Um, she works for the um, uh, Honor Health at the Osborne campus or down there. About. Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, yes. let's go. Keep going. Yeah. Well, we had the surgery and, and after the surgery, we had to do the normal healing. Um, but then it was time for what we call penile rehab. And that was to get everything working again. Now, in, in the meantime, through all this, I'm on, the, I'm on the computer researching every prostate cancer forum everything I can find out. And again, there's not much positive because it's men don't talk. Um, but what I did find out is it's the biggest fear for men is that they're going to lose the ability to have erections and they're going to leak. And we were bound and determined not to let that happen. So he did his Kegels and we started with what they call penile rehab. And the first thing was to use a pump and the pump, we didn't like it, but he did it religiously. Um, for therapy and it was a medical grade pump um you can go to any any you know store a store that sells sex stuff and find pumps but it's not that kind this was covered by insurance and he would use it to, again to just to get that blood flow going through the corpus cavernosum in the penis and, and keep it keep it going um and that he started that uh, i think a week after the catheter came out of course men have a catheter for the first week after surgery and his doctor was very proud of him because when he pulled the catheter out, he barely leaked at all. And some men just, if they don't do their Kegels, just are like a garden hose. Um, mm. And Dave was, you know, religious about doing that. Then he started using the pump and um, we still hadn't had sex at that point, but we were, you know, laughter. Oh my gosh, you've got to laugh through this. If you can't laugh and keep a sense of humor, then there really isn't any anything else. So you know well, that's true uh, for everything. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you can't laugh. I don't know what your life is like. Actually, exactly. 
And what I found in reading in these forums is the men were like, well, I can't have sex because I might leak. And I go, well, then let's think outside the box, have sex in the shower or the bathtub. Mm. Hello, get some suction cup hand, hand handles, put them in the shower or the bathtub. And then who cares if you leak, you know? And some men said, oh, that was a great idea. I can't believe I didn't think of this myself. Well, Okay. So another man said, well, my, my wife won't go for it. You know, women and men are so freaked out over a little bit of urine. It's just, it's crazy. And they let it ruin their, their love life because they can't, they can't deal with it or choose not, not to deal with it, but it's a fact of life. And so so I have to ask you this. So what you're saying is that it, that you actually can have sex. I mean, you haven't affirmatively said this yet, what you're saying is you actually can have sex. Like the man Absolutely. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll get to that now. So okay. we did the pump. He's doing the Cialis. We're doing everything we can. And I say we because it is a, it is a couple's thing. And yes. there's, there's an injection called Trimix. And Trimix is a combination of three drugs. And I know you're going to ask me what the three are, and I can't think of them off the top of my head, um, where the man actually injects into the side of his penis. It's a little di- it's the needles like the size of a diabetic needle and he injects his trimix into the side of his penis and boom, he's got an erection and it lasts for up to an hour and a half. And it's, it's rock hard, Lori. I mean, it's like better than before. Wow. And, um, I mean, I know no men like the thought of them sticking themselves with a needle, but um, let me tell you, it works. Okay, so that is what is given us our sex life back, is the fact he can do the trimix. Um, we've had some misses, and it doesn't work, so you do other things. But um, the downside to all of this, and it's really the only negative I can think of that we face right now, is loss of spontaneity. You don't snuggle in the morning and think, oh, let's have a, you know, a quickie morning sex. You don't do that because you got to get up, do the shot, blah, blah, blah. And it, so it ruins a little bit of spontaneity and you can't do the shot every day. You have to at least go 24 hours between shots. Um, so how long does it take after the shot? Um, five minutes. Oh, that's pretty so, spontaneity. It is. But then that's pretty spontaneous. Then, so, okay, so I, I do have a funny story. So the, by law, the first shot that they give them has to be in a doctor's office. So I went with them, and we're nervous. We don't know what to expect. And the doctor comes in. He says, you ready? And he, Dave's sitting there with his pants down, his dress shirt on and tie because he was going to work at the 8 in the morning. The doctor grabs him, sticks the needle in, and says, I'm going to go out for 15 minutes, self-stimulate. And so we're kind of like, what do we do? So we're sitting, this is like crazy. So finally, he's kind of, you know, playing with himself. He looks over at me and he says, you know, I could use a little help here. So we're like jumping like 16 year old kids in the back of a car, you know, making out. And we can hear the doctors and the nurses and everything. And, and it kind of works. Um, and, but not, not to, they don't give you enough to um, get you really hard, but they give you enough to make sure that you're not going to go into heart failure, your blood pressure is not going to drop, or there's going to be any adverse side effects. Right. So 15 minutes later, um, and there's a little bit more of the story that's probably not quite fit for the air, but 15 minutes later, he, the doc comes in and says, you okay? Dave says, yeah. Well, the problem is he had to go to work and he was still hard and it stayed hard for an hour and a half. So <laughs> that's what I mean. You can't really do the morning very well because, it, you know, and you don't want, and when you see the um, Viagra commercials that say, 
erections after four hours are no good, they mean that because we've had that happen and it's painful. And if you do do too much, um, Sudafed, um, squeezing the penis, showers, exercise, you want to do anything you can to get that to come down because you can end up in the hospital and it's very painful if you do it too much. And we actually have a friend of ours do that. So, so, okay. So a few questions here. So, Uh so the first time I was in the doctor's office, it would have been okay if you said anything, this is internet radio. You can say anything on internet radio, but um, so the doctor, so I didn't get what happened. So the doctor came back in and said, okay, this is this Trimex. What is the injection? It's called what? Trimix. T-R-I-M-I-X. Trimix. Okay. Yeah. And so you found out on that day that, um, that he, could, he could have an almost normal sex life. You found right. he got an erection. And yes. this combined with Cialis, is that what you're saying? Yes. He still takes the daily Cialis. Um, okay. That kind of just helps the blood flow. The doctor explained to us that about five times a night, blood flow goes down through the penis. And Mm -hmm. sometimes they get hard, sometimes they don't. But it keeps um, the tissue called corpus cavernosum on each side of the penis healthy. And when you have prostate cancer surgery, you no longer have that that oxygen going through the penis. So you got to do it manually through the pump, through the Cialis, through the Trimix or whatever. you have to do that manually. And then, so, it ha- and then an, an erection can happen within five minutes after the yes. injection. Yes, it sure okay. can. That's great. That's right. wonderful. So, so all of this is really, really good news. Good. It is. It is, which is nothing I found when I was doing research. So, but with the prostate cancer surgery, men no longer have ejaculate. Right. They have dry orgasms. Right. And, but um, how does their body feel? How does his it body feel? Feels, does- it, it, according to Dave, it feels amazing, but not 100% complete. It's like you cut off the end of the orgasm. And honestly, if he ever leaks, he does occasionally leak a little urine during orgasm. Mm-hmm. He said that feels as close to the old orgasm as it can get. Now, you know, if somebody is a tantric studier, somebody who's studied Tantra, et cetera, then they know how to have full body orgasms without ejaculation. Right. Men are able to separate orgasm from ejaculation. So this is good news. Everyone out there who studied Tantra, I'm just going to say, you know how to move that energy through your body or your partners know how to move that energy through their bodies. So there is something to having been a Tantrika before prostate cancer would hit. I just have to point that out. But I understand what you're saying. There's like that feeling of what they, what the French call le petit mort, mm-hmm. uh, where I feel like they let go of their molecules because mm-hmm. that's also what I do in orgasm. So I think it's there's like a little ending that's not the same. Right. There's, right. Not, there's not the release. Right. That, that I think men are used to. And that's why they've many men have uh, gone for goal oriented sex. And what we teach in Tantra is not to go for that. And it's harder to orgasm. Yeah. Um, It it just takes longer. It's it's more difficult. And sometimes it it just doesn't happen. However, in the beginning, um, before we even started the Trimix, 
Dave crowned me the uh, queen of FDOs, which is floppy dick orgasms, quite frankly. So <laughs> I became very good. And if anybody were to ask me, how do you do that when a man is totally flaccid? And also men lose length after the surgery too, because they have to pull everything. When they remove the prostate, they pull things up inside. And so they can lose length. Mm. And I said, well, it's kind of like milking a cow. And he just, my Dave just looks at me and goes, seriously, you're really saying it's like milking a cow. I go, yeah, that's kind of how I hand over hand, kind of like milking a cow. And I've been able to give him an orgasm um, with him being totally flaccid. And um, so that's how we started. That's awesome. That. And I remember the first time he had one, it was, it was amazing. I mean, it was like, we, he says, I'm a big boy now, you know, <laughs> big boy again. And it was, it was a glorious, it was a glorious moment. Um, Nancy, it's wonderful. We, ha we have to take another break okay. here. But um, when we come back, we'll find out a little more about that and then how people can get in touch with you if they want to uh, find out more, if they want to follow up with this, uh, the pelvic floor person, and also if they just want to follow up with some of the references that you've made. So uh, we're, this is Sex and Happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers. I'm interviewing Nancy Audet, who together with her husband, Dave, have survived quite well, uh, probably better than most, uh, prostate cancer. And uh, I'm thrilled for you, and we'll come back. I mean, I'm just, I'm very excited for you. I'm happy about this uh, communication that you've given us today. So everybody hang in there. We'll be right back and, and find out more from Nancy Odette. So many times you've heard Lori talk about emotional release on this show. She says over and over again how important it is for you and your loved ones. Now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. And you can practice Lottie Han too, meditation that prepares you for making love in the unknown. In her CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her Butterfly Workshops courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD actually provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order your copy, go to ButterflyWorkshops.com right now. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with a Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being, whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add 
Trust me on this. I love my Sibian. Go to Sibian.com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say Lori Handler's told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for men. This is Sex and Happiness. I'm Lori Handlers, and today my guest is Nancy Odette. And she's positive, happy, uh, a woman extraordinaire because some women would have given up and not be such a great partner to their husband. They might feel bad, but they might not go to the extent that you went. So, Nancy, first of all, I want to just congratulate you for being who you are, you know, in the matter of this. And also Dave's not on the show, but Dave in the matter of who he is uh, in this facing prostate cancer. Thank you so much for your upbeatness and your positivity. The world needs more of this. Everyone needs more of this. Like life wasn't over for you and you're a prime example of that. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so tell us, so it's been now how many years since seven years. seven years and seven years you've been happy having a healthy sex life and yes, actually yeah. being as much in love as you were when you married. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so um, good. So good to hear. What else? What, what did we leave out? Well, I want to get back to this thing about men don't talk. When you, oh, yeah. ask, when a man asks another man who he knows had prostate cancer surgery, well, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm all healed. Yeah, that's what guys say. But what they are not saying is, well, I leak like a sieve and I, I can't get hard and I don't have sex anymore. And, you know, my wife and I might, even, might as well sleep in separate bedrooms because men don't talk about that. Mm. Women talk about everything. And, and it has been my passion when I know a man has prostate cancer, if, if I know him well enough and if I don't, I still kind of talk about it because that's who I am, um, that with laughter and love and communication and talking about it, you can't overcome this. But I do have friends that, that I've met on prostate cancer sites where you know the, the wife will call me and go, we haven't had sex in a year because he refuses to do the shot. He can't do it. And she goes, it's just, and they don't talk about it and nothing is working. And um, it just breaks my heart because it, it is something that the, can be worked on and fixed. On the other hand, if their marriage wasn't great to begin with, then all of this isn't going to fix it anyway. But if you have a good marriage and a good sex life, prostate cancer is a blip on the screen. It's a different road, a different, a different road in life, but the journey is still amazing. Thank you. I would say keep an open mind, laugh, work on it together, realize it's a couple's cancer. It's not just a man's cancer and explore all the different options that a person might have. One of the very, very best videos I've ever watched is by Sloan Kettering. And if if somebody were just to Google penile rehab, Sloan Kettering, they will come up with um, the, the video from this doctor. And it helped me in so many ways because it talked about all the different ways of penile rehab, testosterone. In fact, 
um, men now, they used to, you know, the old theory is that, oh, testosterone causes prostate cancer. That was based on a doctor, I want to say in the 40s, that, were, that, that looked at four patients. Mm-hmm. That whole theory has been totally debunked, and Dave is back on testosterone. Well, wow, that's amazing. I think it was four, five, four years cancer-free. They said, yeah, and he does the injections. He doesn't do the pellets now, but... Um, oh, I was just, was just going to ask you about that because a very early conversation that you and I had, like, I don't know how many years ago, we were talking about the pellets for women versus mm-hmm. uh, creams, hormone creams and stuff. And I, don't, I personally didn't like the pellets and you really liked the pellets. Mm-hmm. And then... You were mentioning that Dave was taking the pellet. I still don't like the pellets because you can't go to the gym on the day, get the pellet, and you can't take, swim in the pool. That's my reasoning. I'd rather, um, you know, do the creams and be able to swim and, and so on or go you to the gym. You know what? That's interesting because I do all that the day I get them. They my, t- doctor- my doctor told me never to do that, so yeah. I, I didn't – that was my reasoning. But I was going to ask you the mm-hmm. – what you thought the difference between the pellet for men and the shots. And now I want to know because you're saying Dave takes the shots. Okay. I would prefer he do the pellets, but because he's had prostate cancer, the doctors are a little more conservative. They're not, you know, quite willing to go there. It's, it's been a jump for them just to agree to let guys do the testosterone. Um, and I think that the injections are working. Okay. You have to do it every week. And I, I'm the one that gives them the shot. Mm. Um, and if he misses it, because he's doing it in his own butt, so if I'm not around, it's hard for him to, to physically uh, administer the, the shot. Um, there's highs and lows in his, in his testosterone levels, where the pellets keep it at an even keel all the time. And you don't have, a guy doesn't have to do it, but about every four to five months, where the shot has to be done weekly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but to be really honest, the shot's working okay for us, or for him. That's good. Um, really it's keeping good. his, his T levels at a, at a level that are, are decent. So, um, yeah. Uh, what about desire? Oh, it's there. Absolutely. It's there. And okay. unfortunately, sometimes real life with other things gets in the way, but it's, it's always there in our head. You know, we, we have said to each other, you know, our brains want to make love, but sometimes our bodies just aren't in the place to do it. And, you know, cause you know, we're older and we all have health, you know, issues. I know I have my share and, um, but, but in our heads, it's always there. Absolutely. That's great. That's wonderful to hear. Well, I want to thank you. Let's find out, uh, let's find out how people can get in touch with you if they want uh, to speak with you, if they're facing something like this or one partner heard the show and got all the information about the other partner doesn't, you know, wants to talk to you or so on. How, how can people get in touch with you? Nancy? I'll give them uh, one of my email addresses. Okay. That's great. It's a Z sunshine two zero one two at outlook.com. Okay. Just say it again. A Z sunshine two Oh one two at outlook.com. Okay, that's great to know. I, Nancy, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. I would love to talk to Dave sometime. It'll be up to him if he wants to come on the show and talk about his own experience. But this is so helpful, so valuable. And I've been hyping this show 
for the last few weeks. So I'm, I'm so glad we were finally able to, to get together to do it. There's, I just want to end with prostate cancer is not the end of the world. If you love and laugh and work at it together. Thank you. So, such a good message. So everybody, that's a wrap for today. I, I want to thank you all for coming on to Sex and Happiness and listening to me, listening to the show, listening to what I have to offer each week. I love you all out there. I'm always open to your feedback about the show. You can write to me at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. And uh, I'm thanking Nancy Audette and I'm letting you all know that I'll have another amazing guest next time on Sex and Happiness. So tune in. This is Laurie Handlers saying namaste for this day and thank you. Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Laurie and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email at sexandhappiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness. Oh.